0: You're just gonna be like, oh, I got 10K, yeah. easy. Chilling. No big deal. But then, like, you're not now motivated for more because it's not like you worked hard. Like, it's not like you really put in all that effort. Like, you just, oh, I got it. And th- But, like, what then comes from it? What's up, everybody? <sighs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Coffee Breakup. Yes. So, thank you so much for sticking around one more week. Another week, another guest. Another week, another guest. So before we begin, please remember to like the video down below. I'm going to wait until you do. Thank you very much. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the notification bell. Smash that button. Smash that button. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. We're on the social Auto media platforms. Base, you link in iTunes, bio, you figure it out. Go to our website, thecoffeebreakup.com. <laughs> we're all there for all the good content. And you can buy a shirt or two, maybe even a mug, whatever you want. Yeah. But that being said.
1: New episode. New episode, new guest. guest. Alba, how are you? Remedy the Soul.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I'm Thank so you so much for
1: taking the time to, to join us. Yeah, so we
0: met you at a the men's mental health event that Gus, you know, was a previous guest of ours that he had, he had thrown. And, you know, you were very insightful with your background of, of pretty much your, I don't want to say your expertise. It is your expertise. It's very d- different. You know, the way that you're mm-hmm. very connected to like different energies and, and when you were speaking... There was a point in time that I was looking over at Marvin and I'm like, "Are you relaxed right now?" And I was, we were I like,
1: was, yeah, like, "Yeah." Like we were
0: closing our eyes and we were just like, "Whoa!" But what are you? What are we even talking about? That's where we pass the floor to you. Please introduce yourself and let the people know who you are. Who you are,
2: exactly. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. <clears throat> I um I am an energy healer by passion. That's my thing. Okay. I have studied yoga. I've studied meditation. I've studied Reiki healing. And I've studied many things. And I've had Plenty of experiences in my healing journey that I love to share with others. That's my passion. My background is law. I went to law school and right. I graduated as a lawyer in practice in my country, Venezuela. Okay. And I have a practice as a real estate agent, which is completely unrelated. You <laughs> <laughs>
0: know everything. Sure.
2: I have, wear many hats. Yeah, yeah. Um. But definitely I feel that healing and energy work and uh, mental health is something that is very important in my life. It's one of my main focuses, and I'd love to share that with others. So I was very, very pleased to be at that event, and mm-hmm. it was very empowering to speak in front of I
0: like was. 60 men. I, w- yeah. <laughs> I was like, Are you what? used to, are you comfortable like speaking like that publicly with, with people?
2: Well, I, I am. Like, okay. I love to share. It. I think it's one thing to share about a specific subject, and another thing is to. Share about myself, you right? Know? So right, right. there's a thin line that there definitely where vulnerability comes in, and 100%. you know, sharing about who I am, and not only what I do. Um, I think that's that's you know, it's just different. But yeah, I'm comfortable speaking. I love to you know to convey a message, and if that can be of help to anybody, then I I feel that I'm serving.
1: Beautiful. How did you transition from from law, which is essentially very black and white and very structured, to to a subject such as as healing, where there is really no straight but, line to but it? But before that, talk about what is healing. So what do you do? What is, what's your thing?
2: <laughs> what's my thing? Well,
1: um, it, yeah. No, no, no. Because I was gonna say, yeah, like in terms of healing, is it spiritual healing? Is it physical? Then that would have been my 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 lead question. Following that, like what type of healing? To piggyback off of what he said.
2: Well. I believe in holistic healing. I believe in uh, the human being as a holistic system. Um, that it's not, you know, our mind is not separate from our body. Our body is not separate from our emotions. And our emotions are not separate from our spirit. It's all connected. So it's all connected, yes. So for me, healing comes uh, to understanding what is the goal in life, right? So for me, the goal and what I've studied and what I am after is happiness. So it's very simple, you know, but how to, you know, have a pleasing life, how to, how to enjoy life and how to, how to live life in a way that you find satisfaction in the simple things. Mm. So that for me is healing, you know, to see the whole picture and to, to integrate as a human being.
1: I love that, especially living like in a Western country where we're so uh, occupied with working and, and consuming and goods and services. It's it's easy to forget sometimes the basics of why are we here. What is the like the simplicities? Simplicity, well, finding happiness in like the little things. Sometimes I think uh, it gets a little bit blurry. You know, busy throughout the day and everything that life throws at you. So you can help like someone kind of
0: re re find their way back, refocus their energy back to that. Is that
2: well? What I do mainly is listen. You know, I feel that when you listen to somebody and you validate where they at, I think that is very healing on its own. So by listening and to understanding their perspective, I can see where, where, like, the lie is. Because if you're suffering, it's because you're basing um, your thought process on a lie. So if you are thinking of truth, if you are thinking in alignment with your essence, then you will be happy as a byproduct. So my job is to, or a job, but yeah, let's call it a job. Permission. My mission. Yes. My mission is to connect the person back to themselves, to their essence, to their true essence, not what society has made us believe that we're here to do, right? Like. Um, to show up for my family, to, um, to fulfill my, um, whatever my partner's expectations or to
0: any societal expectation that
2: is all made up.
0: I agree. It's all made up. I've been, I've been really big on this cause like all this is kind of made up. If you think about it,
1: like we do a, like our parents did and our parents are doing what their parents did. And then like exactly. the hundreds of years will just go based off of what somebody else did.
0: I have, I was reading an article yesterday and, and there was like, oh, 30 things that we need to like, like we need to stop you mm-hmm. know, letting it be taboo. And like one of them, it, it's very silly, but it was like, um, I remember one of them, it's like, oh, like uh, gender specific toys. Like the fact that we've lived so long saying, well, no, because it's pink, because it's a doll, because it's this, it's only for girls. If a boy wants to play with it, I mean, sure. Societal, it's like, hey, like they shouldn't because whatever. But why can't they if they just want to play with the freaking toy? True. You know what I mean? So it sounds weird to maybe someone who's listening to like, no, but that's meant for girls. What makes it meant for? Like it's all made up. You know,
1: (laughs) it's all made up. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like we're just floating around in the universe on a planet and we're following what everybody... (laughs) All these made-up rules. Like you go to school, you go to college, you take out thousands of uh, uh, dollars of loan and and get a degree, then work 40 years, 50 weeks a year, you get two weeks off a year, and and you just follow these kind of guidelines. Becomes the norm. And that's just like... And then you do it and you've accepted it. it. Yeah. And And it's like, why? You know? And, and, And that's kind of an interesting perspective to have, like why are we doing this? You know, let's take a step back and refocus on what we, we, what do we want to do? But it's difficult
0: because we get lost in it because when the rest of society adopts it as, as normality, now it feels like, okay, well, then this is how it should be done. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Men aren't supposed to speak up. The, the, I'm sorry, we're going on a rant right now. But the video that we posted about um, the, the man opening up about your feelings, yeah. vulnerability, we had so many comments of men being like, no, last time I did that, my girl left me, or no, uh, I'm not going to do that. So, but they were just fighting the idea. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, Who told you that it's not okay to, talk, to be yourself? Well, somebody told
1: them. Somebody told right. Like, somebody did, but it's like now you're, you're, you set your entire expectation in life on the, on the one or two opinions that somebody gave you that maybe your dad or your mom or, or, or girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend that maybe things didn't work out. They told you, Oh, it's not attractive when, when, when you're being vulnerable. And now how, how petty, how sad is it that you change your whole perspective off of? The opinion of one person. Yeah. Like we're not allowed to
0: feel because it's wrong. This person says men aren't. I'm sorry. I'll back to you. Um, (laughs) So you can go on and on and on. on. I'm sorry. But
1: but, uh, yeah. So I guess the, the, the the premises of it all is what is make, what makes you happy. Right. And like, what makes you, you like, what is it about you that makes you yourself? Right.
2: Well, I just want to pick up on everything that you just I'm said. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got, <laughs> we got right it on. yeah, I'm sorry. Because I love it. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to gender, um gender expectations, um, I do feel that even at the moment a baby is born, they're just treated differently just because of the gender, right? So that mm-hmm. already sets um, so many belief systems in place that stand in the way of people choosing themselves. I so, agree. When we grow up and we start experiencing, um, you know, we're not satisfied with our life. We're like, I'm going to work. I, have, I don't know many, how many weeks working, working nine to five. You know, your soul, you start disconnecting from your soul. You start disconnecting from your purpose. And what happens, then you get sad and then you don't tend to that sadness. You're not, you don't listen to yourself. And then you slowly, slowly start getting depressed. So or anxious or whatever happened.
1: I literally just said that when you were outside. We were talking about that. I was thinking about that because, um, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to. No, no, please. This is. Yeah. Because (laughs) I think what happens is you get into this routine and it's like, Oh, you know, it's just another day. And then it's another day. And it becomes
0: part of your routine where it, it becomes normal. Like, Oh, okay. It's the routine.
1: Yeah. I've done it for five, six, seven, eight years. And then you just kind of like, it just molds you into this person. And then you, start resenting yourself and then 10 years pass and you're like man I wish I would have done this and then you let it out on friends and family and it's like it's so disappointing you know when you go through life doing something that you don't really have a passion for you only have one life and And no but it's so much
0: of how it then it disconnects you from what your purpose is because now it's like you're reprogramming your mind to build this new identity that's not even you that you've just you forget who you are. Yeah, because now you're it's you're not who you were intended to be. You're now part of the routine that you built. Like now you are your new routine. You're part of the society.
2: You're performing.
0: You work for you. You're part of the the, the working class. <laughs> I, I was been here for like freaking less than fifteen minutes. I'm like, want more information? Keep going on. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Yes. I um. I lost a little bit track. Well, here, you, but- you,
0: okay. The last thing you said was oh, like um uh, society. Like even babies, like they're already kind of put into a a position where they have to.
2: Yeah, but I think that's the, it's called the the journey of the hero. Okay. You know, at some point you got to find that you're not that person. You're not who you were taught, you know, and it's perfect. Everybody gets exactly what they need. So if you got, you know, whatever relationship you had with your parents or the lack of parents or whatever you, you experienced, abused or you experienced this, that was exactly what you're going to, some people are going to listen and they're going to say like, Wait a second, but a kid doesn't need to be abused. No, that it should never happen. Yeah. But because we're in a path of evolution, because we're in a path of learning, we sometimes learn through contrast and we learn what we want, but by understanding what we don't want and we understand what truth is by experiencing a lie. So it has a purpose. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what time? We're thirteen minutes in. What? Make that a snippet. That
1: <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree. I mean, it's it's you, you you go through life and then you have there's choices to be made, right? Everybody. But has sometimes cho- those choices that
0: you're not even given the opportunity to make the decision because it's already made for you.
1: But then after that is the choice how you respond to that that, true, that circumstance. True, but I think it's also systemically because if a
0: child is being raised in an environment, what choice do they have? They don't really know. They don't know the difference. But then
1: when they become of age, True. they can say, am I going to follow what my parents did? Abusive mm-hmm. relationships and, and toxic and unhealthy and all addictions, or I'm going to break that cycle. Psychic. And that, even though it's harder to make that decision at that point, because you've <laughs> already been programmed right, right, by your right. upraising. Right? It's difficult, but it's not impossible.
2: And well, also, um, it might not be your responsibility what happened to you, but it is your responsibility to heal from that. Right. So what you do with what happened, that's up to you. So you can, it happens to, for example, uh, when we are, when we're kids. So when a kid is, um, for example, abused, you know, there's always, it can be the idea that the parents are unfit or it usually kid, the kid makes it about themselves. That's what happens. The kid said, oh, I'm not worthy of having my needs met. So they grow up with that belief.
0: That, that it's acceptable to be abused?
2: Yes. So then they grow up with that belief that they're not worthy of having their needs met. So they repeat that cycle over and over again in different relationships, what we call toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's just patterns that are not being healed because they're, they ha- they have not been looked at. So once, okay, you are, you're of age, you're 18, 19, 20 some people have this when they get to their midlife crisis yeah, And they're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I'm How did I get here? I'm 50 and I have not done this, 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 and that, and my skin's starting to get saggy. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: not a 50, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. like, okay, you know what? Let's get to what I'm what I want. You know? So that's when we we kind of rescue that part of ourselves. So my intention with the work that I do is to Get people to that before they're 50, yes. you know, like as soon as you start having like not, not called problems, but because they're not problems, there are processes. Right. So when you think about a problem, oh, I got to fix that. There's nothing to fix. Because there. there's nothing broken, right? There's nothing broken. There's no, nothing good or bad. Those are just concepts what? that we have. More ideas and more beliefs that we have thrown into the pot. Like this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. Mm. If you marry before thirty, that's good. (sighs) If you're that, that's bad. If you, uh, that's good, that's bad. No, it's about flowing the process and understanding that the purpose behind everything in life is a purpose of love. So we are here because of love, Mm. and we're here to learn. And to evolve. I just, hope that makes sense. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I just
0: that. wish like it was more adopted. I, somebody sent me something that it's like, oh, if, if uh, you want to be with someone who always pays for the date, then find that person. Don't let somebody else tell you no. Like us, oh, so we're like, no, this stuff. Like there's 7 billion people in this world. You say it all the time. Yeah. Like we have our own different beliefs for whatever. Maybe it's some like we should just align ourselves with those same people with beliefs, you know, because of our upbringing. Now it's, it's a lot simpler if we can all just say, you know, we're, again, we're on this rock. Like, let's just, you know, <laughs> let's connect. Like, we're people just trying to live, you know. But because we have these upbringings, now it's more so, well, instead of now trying to be in toxic relationships to, like, fight someone because of whatever you haven't healed, you know, it takes a process for you to just align yourself with the right people who at least have the similar, you know, visions or morals. as For you know. that,
2: you need to align with yourself first. Mm. So Completely how agreeing. can you align? If agree. you don't know what your values are, if you don't know what you stand for, how Are you gonna align with somebody? Right. You're gonna throw anything. You're gonna be like, "I'll take it."
1: Yeah. It's, it's spinning no, no, true, right true, now. true. true, true. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, no, you're you're hundred percent correct. I love you. you were gonna knowledge. say something. No, um, I was gonna say something, but but no, yeah. Just to pick, I've just forgot, but just to pick it back up for what you were saying. Um, you you have to know again. People don't realize what they're willing to to sacrifice or what they're willing to take on or what they are comfortable with. Your values, your beliefs. You have to stand firm by that. But at the same time, I think it's also important to be open to to have discussions. We've talked about it. If just because your parents said you have to be married and this and this and this, have your own ideas, have your own thoughts. Exactly. So I think it's it's there's a there's a fine line between okay, like this is are you willing to die on this hill because that's just kind of what you've been brought up to do or does this really mean something to you where this is what you want to do? And if that's that that's the case, then obviously that's fine. But I think it's important to be open to have discussions, which is essentially what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, it's difficult when you have like outside influences that are so important to you, like mm. kind of guiding you in a way because yeah. they want to look out for you. But based on what yeah, their upbringing what they, is. But mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with what your upbringing should be. You know, and where you are now in life. Exactly. Or how we're developing or what's going on. It's not the same as it was a few years ago where we did have to mold a certain way. So, for example, um, men, they needed to toughen up because we needed workers back then. We needed this, you know, the economy to go up. Um, and we had those opportunities. But now it's more of like, well, you know, there's so many other things that that are, are kind of thrown at us where we're able to now understand, like, you know what? Maybe we should talk about mental health, for example, which is like, oh, no, we can't. Men are, are weak if they do we're in a position that now with evolution, like it's acceptable now to really put ourselves in a position to have those conversations. You're spot on.
2: A hundred percent. I want to touch back on what you said about our upbringing. So a lot of what goes on also is the, the, the fact of boundaries, you know? So a lot of people grow up with parents that have poor boundaries or and so, as kids, we kind of take on that attachment style and those, those, that lack of boundaries or those porous boundaries, and we go on in life trying to please people, not really knowing who we are. So I think it all goes back and ties back to knowing yourself and to do the work, not to project your needs on somebody else, but really fulfilling your needs yourself first. Mm-hmm. So we can go from codependent to independent to interdependent, you know, because when you heal, then you can relate from a different place. You're not expecting the other person to show up for you in ways that you're not showing up for yourself.
1: I think, yeah, what you were saying, first step, what are your boundaries? And then, are you comfortable with that? Is that okay? Is that who you are? Is that what you want to believe? And then second step, if you're planning on meeting somebody, what are their boundaries? Are you okay with their boundaries? And then instead of trying to challenge people and, and not even challenge them, but try to change people, and, pushing, try to, their and pushing their boundaries when first step first is, are those boundaries okay with you? If they are, why would you want to try to step over them? Cause then, then start not that the person for you. If you want to be with somebody who does this, 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 and then they're not that person from the get go. Why are you going to try to change somebody? Yeah. That is a problem that I have. And it goes to boundaries. This is kind of what you were saying.
2: And also I think it's important to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know, to show up and say things clear. I think, um, what has happened in the dating scene a lot I mean I'm talking for what I've experienced in the past is a lot of playing games you know like people be like oh I'm not gonna say what I really want because um, if I do then they'll think this or that or
1: they're not, they're not going to like me. They're not going to go on date number gonna, two.
2: I'm not going to, you know, share my non-negotiables because they might not um, meet them. So I, I might not see them again. So why, why do you want to see them again if they don't meet your non-negotiables? We, we've it's about so yeah. simple.
0: I don't understand why people are... Oh no, because then they're gonna leave me. Like the whole mental health stuff. When yeah. people were like, "No, you don't do that," because that's how I lost my girlfriend. That my ex broke up with me because then you of
2: were that. not meant to be with. That I'm person. like,
0: good. They did like you. They did you a favor. Exactly. Like the fact that you can't even be yourself and you can't open up and you feel like you need to force yourself to be this strong, unemotionalist, like unemotional person. I can't talk about my feelings, and now that completely reprograms who you are. Like think of in your head. Now I can't even talk about what I really want to mm-hmm. talk about because I'm forced to be someone else. And you're gonna be with someone who who supports that you would want them to be able to support you wanting to open up and talk your things like, I want to know what you're going through, but I can, if you're going to try to be macho man and not open up about it, it drives me crazy.
1: I, I think it starts with like having self love, knowing your purpose, knowing who you are. Because Exactly. Cause if I know, who I am and I know what I can bring to the table and, I, and I'm, I'm proud of the values that I represent. I'm not gonna be afraid to show them on the first date or on the second date or whenever, because that's who I am and I'll stand by who I am. And when you are that person, somebody turning you down for date number two and number three, that's gonna be hey, hey, your loss. Or maybe so, not even their loss. Hey, we're just not compatible and that's okay. The yeah. earlier, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Say
2: no to the wrong person faster. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're not the person. Thank you. I'm not wasting my time with you. On to the next day, you know. And it's not like, oh, I mean, not me at least, but I don't feel that dating should be like, oh, I'm looking for somebody. Ah, You know. I think it's. But this
0: guy says it too. We will
1: say.
2: Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna put the Alex. Alex. Yeah, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to cut you off, but. um, I think dating should be approached as it's just people getting to know each other, and it's just no expectations, no fears, and just two people having a dialogue, having Connect. a discussion, connecting. And if this is the if this is that's all it's meant to be, one date or not even a date, just two people having a conversation, and I'll never see you again. Amen. It'll be a great conversation to have, and then life goes let's, on. That's
0: true. I think about it, like we, let's say we never invited you on, right? I would have still told Marvin. You remember. Mm. album and that time at the at the event like, like that's impactful that. yeah and that's but it, it doesn't mean that anything more can come anything less can come but the fact that we still shared that and that's because we met right that's all we did and there's so many other opportunities like let's say if you like you said you go on a date with someone hey it's not working out we're not compatible. But there's still probably opportunity for a good friendship. There's opportunity for, a, I mean. a, a, for networking, connect. Like you never know what someone can do. There's so many things out there, so many resources that we need that we don't have access to. But maybe somebody else does. And that all comes with building that network and just meeting people.
2: I think friendship is the key word. I mm. believe that friendship is the base of love. I believe friendship yeah. and commitment. So if, you're, if you can not be friends with somebody, when the honeymoon phase is over, guess what? It's going to stink. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be like, who are you again? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So Can't even stand you. Right? I don't like you and I can't stand you. Exactly. <laughs> Good night.
2: So, <laughs> exactly. Like, can you go in the room next door? Yeah. So <clears throat> I I do come from that space of like building a friendship. Yeah. You know, like do we have similar values? Does my vision align with your vision? Mm. Right. Are we going towards the same direction? Because I'm personally since I found myself (laughs) (laughs) and I really connected with, with the love that I have for my life, for my friendships, for my body, for what I put in my body, around my body, for my, my house, my travel, everything in my life I am in love with. Mm. So it's like, are you adding to that? And if that is the case, then let's be friends. You know that, I mean, that's, like a filter, like no other. Mm. <laughs> you know, like you go on a day and you're like, let's be friends. And they're like, oh, so what does that mean?
0: Yeah, it feels yeah. weird. But like sometimes it's like, you know, we're just not.
2: That's it. No, and even if there is chemistry, I believe like if you have chemistry with somebody and you build a friendship, I don't know. I just, I think the momentum built up and you really start getting to know each other. I think
0: it helps the foundation to then build on something, Exactly. which a lot of people, they don't, they just jump into things and then they start building and then they realize that the, the, the floor is collapsing underneath, but they're focusing on the walls exactly. of their relationship. And it's like, you don't even have the bottom part to keep you guys afloat together. Yeah, the ground. Right. Like that's not even established. How are you even going to plan on moving forward without even having the basis of, Good chemistry and man, you're looking at me. No, no the wait, eyes and stuff. No, yeah, yeah. Want yeah.
1: to oh, tell me something? about can you leave the? <laughs> what are you gonna say? No, I think it could be hard when you have chemistry with somebody and there's attraction. It's hard to say, you know. Let's be friends first, don't you think? Like well, I don't in think that, in that, <laughs> it's, don't you say? No, don't but you I don't think I was, think
2: it's sexy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but but well, I was taken in the sense of of having the friendship because, for example, I can be friends with, like I have several friends. Sure. You, I have more chemistry on certain, you know, on on different levels than I would with some of my other friends that we just hang out and you know do other stuff. Sure. You know, so I think having that, or even with with women, like yeah, some you have attraction, but you feel a different sort of friendship with that chemistry that you have. That's how I'm kind of taking it.
1: Okay. That's true. Right.
0: Good point. Yeah. Cause it's not like I'm going to bang. No, but down. when you're saying, let's so say you say you have chemistry
2: let's, with, let's say, exactly. <laughs> let's say you meet somebody, come on, let's
1: say exactly. you meet somebody and then there's chemistry and it's like, you know, you're both single, you're both good at looking, you're both, you know, whatever. It's hard to kind of start off like, Hey, you know, let's just be friends first. I, that's what that kind of thing. True. But at least
0: there's something more to, to lead you into it. Yes. Cause it's not like, Oh, you're hot, but we don't have chemistry. But because you're hot, now we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, <laughs> like there has to be something that leads you in that direction. Yeah, well, you're right. yeah.
2: I do think that people sell out short because of connection. So connection is one thing, but commitment is another thing. So you can have connection. Like I can go in the hallway and look at somebody and be like, Ooh, who's that <laughs> one? Does that mean that I'm gonna go after them? No. You know, okay. like okay. just no. Why? Because. I understand energy. And I know that that chemistry is probably coming from a lesson that I need to learn from that person. Mm. You know, so I'm personally like backing off really? from hard uh, lessons. You know, I'm like, oh, you have a hard one. I'm like, no, but,
0: but how would you know? Yeah. How would you know? You're just know? so aware.
2: I, listen, there's something so interesting about connection, right? So you can have sure. a connection with somebody, but are they committed to being in a relationship with you even if it's a friendship so if you can't even offer me a friendship how are you gonna offer me anything else mm. like if you can't even show up as a friend and be there for me like when i need a friend that's
0: more attractive to you
2: of course like i don't want a flimsy like like well, a obviously hot, it is attractive like a hot hot and cold or like oh my god so much fire let's just Burn out together. You know, know? I'm like, let's take it easy. I know I'm fire. You look like you're fire too. So let's not burn this building down. A lot of fire. You
0: know, yeah. No, because what you're saying, like, oh, you're hot, whatever attraction stuff. But she's like, yeah, but I need more for me to get that connection to move forward.
2: Not only that, but like for me to to go into (sighs) that intimate space with somebody, I feel I need the feeling of trust oh. see? so that's a little deeper yeah that comes with friendship that comes with commitment it doesn't that doesn't mean like comes with
1: time i time, the same exactly
2: thing. that's commitment people think oh my god commitment they think about somebody getting on their knee and pulling a ring that's no that's we're no not idea. talking uh, about that uh, type uh, of it's made
0: up too yeah. made up
2: what is commitment it's bogus. i care about <laughs> it's you up. i care about you as a person i see you i see your soul i understand your needs because i'm listening and I want to show up for you. Yeah, I'm
0: willing to work towards it. I want to be a part of it. I want to
2: learn to love you. That doesn't come with, oh my God, I saw you in the hallway. You're so hot.
0: Here's a oh, ring. I'll love you
1: forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's love
2: bombing. That's even yeah, worse. Yeah, right? <laughs> <what they're> <laughs> I like that.
1: What do you say to people? Because there's some guys who say, you know what? I can't be friends with, with, with the opposite sex if there's attraction. Have you ever been in that situation where you met somebody and you wanted to establish that friendship first, but they were like, hey, listen, I'm not really f- friends with girls because, you know, I don't believe in that. Because that's, 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 there's also an aspect of, for some men who say, hey, listen, I can't be friends with, with, with women.
2: Can or cannot? Cannot. Well, I have plenty of male friends. Some of those had the hots for me early in the beginning. And then like.
1: You put them in a friend zone and I put them in the friends,
2: and they remained as friends and okay. they're great friends. Some of them never got over it, and I was like, "Listen, we can't be friends if you don't take the space of a friend. You know, right. like you're not gonna go from level one to level five just because you really want it.
0: Yeah. You know what
2: I mean? Does that make sense? Right, right, right. So um, I don't know. I I value friendship. Okay. I value friendship more than than anything because, um, you know, passion wears out. Yeah. So what's afterwards?
1: I think friendship on a deeper level is just uh, it's it's a lot more consistent genuine yeah. friendship yeah. rather than um you know affection and and that that lust that you have for some people that usually at the beginning and it just flimses out over over time rather than when you have a true connection a true bond with somebody on a on a deeper level that stays
0: um how how did you become so woke how are you <laughs> so like uh- <laughs> No, I'm serious. How are you so like? Uh, so, what happened? So, you, one of the first question you asked, but look, we're 30 minutes in. That was a perfect time. How did you transition from this law that was, uh-huh. you know, that to, to this? Like, what happened? Where you what did now? you go through? What did you identify? And yeah, how'd you get here?
1: <laughs> Brett, we're ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bully McGuire.
2: Well, I was. I was born and I was raised and I grew up in a lot of ignorance, like my family, my country, my surroundings, straight up ignorance. You know, it was like a lot of beliefs that, oh my God, so outdated. And I took all of them on and um, I really wanted to please everybody. I really wanted to please my family, my teachers. I wanted to be what they wanted me to be. So then I rebelled against it and I became everything that they didn't want me to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've had a I've had quite a journey on that. Um so I've always been a fighter, you know, cuz I feel that when there's um when passion is not properly channeled, it can become an anger. You know, when you're passionate about something but you don't you can act on it. It can, it can build up and it can be experienced as anger. So for that, we'll call it anger, resentment, and wanting to make things straight. I really wanted to like make make things right, you know, because I felt that the way I was being treated growing up was not fair. Mm. So I was like, why do I have this feeling that justice is on the other side of what, everything that I'm going through? So I really... I was interested in diplomacy and like, you know, making amends and understanding my rights and where, you know, talking about boundaries, where my rights end and where other people's rights begin. I was interested on on that from a very young age. I decided to go to law school. So um, I did so in a country that was, you know, democracy was collapsing and we're talking about civility and civil rights and there's like gunshots in the back like (laughs) you know like, like okay so this is a little it's dissonant you know um and uh i started getting into relationships that were extremely toxic abusive aggressive like and i was at it you know i was like Oh, you're gonna throw that? Am I gonna? I'm gonna throw yeah, it? Yeah, oh, you're gonna yeah. scream? Guess what? I can scream too. I Let can me scream, scream louder. Let me yeah. Scream. yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god! Qué pena. Qué pena con esa gente. Oh my god! How funny. So, um, uh, well, I got to the tipping point. You know, I got to this point of like, I was in this relationship where I literally felt I was gonna die. You know, I was like. One of these days. It's going to happen. This argument's going to escalate, and I'm just not going to tell the story, you know. I was taking prescription uh, drugs like if they were, I don't know, TikToks. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, smoking and speeding and that, like, just, like, partying, alcohol. I was just like... Numbing. Oh, my God. I was so intoxicated. So, um, that's where I feel... That's that's when it happened. I feel I was almost rescued, you know, by a higher power. That's when I I didn't even believe in God. I was like, God, what what are you talking about, God? When there's like kids dying of cancer, and I was like, there's no God. You know, it's just in this place of like no respect for life whatsoever. And when I got to that point and I couldn't see the light, then a miracle happened and I understood. Uh, it came through it came through yoga, it came through meditation. Right. I was able to leave this relationship and tell the story. I was able to rebuild my life and it started little by little. It's been four years, but it's been worth every second. And now I value my peace more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So for me that's like that's my ground level. You know, if somebody threatens that that peace, I'm like, you gotta go, you know, like my life this is my my canvas of my life my my art you know my movie and i paint it however i want to paint it and trust me it's a very 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 happy yeah. very joyful very pleasing experience in my creation so whatever doesn't align with that i'm like wait a second what are you doing here so um, it's been a long healing journey i'm not fully healed I don't think anybody is fully mm. healed. You know, healing is a process. Nothing happens in the past or not in not a future. problem, it's a
0: process. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And uh, we're always healing, you know, because everything happens on the present moment. So as long as in the present moment, we're constantly doing it. So for me, it's showing up for myself, choosing myself, and not abandoning myself for others or to belong. And um, yeah, just being clear, being straight up with who am I, Uh, where I'm at, what I want, what I don't want, setting clear boundaries and time after time choosing me. So I've been sober from alcohol for a year and a half.
1: Congrats. That's amazing.
2: Yes. Yes, I drank
0: last night. Yeah. (laughs) No piece of shit.
2: No, it's okay. Um, for me, it's because I felt that, um, when getting back in the dating scene, dating scene, um, after, after that breakup. Um, A.K.A. Divorce. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Dropping (laughs) bombs. Yeah.
2: I was um, definitely abusing alcohol to, Mm. like, and it was clouding my judgment. You know, I was like, ooh, let's just have a little bit too much fun because I don't want to deal with what's, like.
0: Distracting. Yeah,
2: Yeah. distracting. But also using it for, uh, to connect, you know, to be like, to say something some things that I wouldn't say if I was sober uh, to do things that I wouldn't do if I was sober, you know, to
1: justify almost.
2: Yeah. But then I was like, all these regrets followed. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not only I'm on a spiritual journey and this is completely out of alignment. Like it just, it's not an integrity, um, but I'm done with the regrets. So alcohol is out the door. Uh, prescription drugs got out the door four years ago. And this process of, like purifying myself and getting clear and clean and, you know, sound of mind and focusing on my life, creating a life that I love, that's my passion. So if somebody comes along, like, listen, my plate is kind of full, (laughs) you know, like unless you're bringing like more pleasure, more joy and you're like, and you actually want to be there, then we can have a conversation. But if not, like, honestly, if, if they don't, like uh have like meet those uh no not gonna say requirements, but if, if standards. It's called standards. Standards. Because I don't expect anything from anybody. I have my well, personal stand- standards. <laughs> sure.
1: My standard I is like this that. one, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: if they don't meet those standards, honestly, because I don't pay attention, they kinda like they drift away. Right. They're like, Oh, I can I can get in her pants right now. So they're like, Okay, fine, I'm right. I. So I'm like, right. okay. Thank you, bye. Right.
1: You know? Better yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. So. You instead of wasting your time on people that really don't bring any value to your life. And I think you're you're at an amazing point in your life because things are aligned for you in a way where you know what you want, what you don't want, what you will tolerate, you what clarity. you won't.